0: your choices are empowered. Don't be afraid to make choices, even if you're not sure which one is the best one. When you, when you boil your choices down to two and you're, you're noticing that you're in that oscillation of indecision, just make one decision, choose one, because it's in that, in that choice that you get movement. When we don't make decisions, we get stuck mentally. So In order to bring in the manifestation of your desires, you've got to make that decision. That's going to be one of the most important things.
1: This is for the people who push the boundaries of our society. For the people who live on the fringe. For the people who aren't afraid to question the status quo and live life as exactly who they are, not as who they should be. These are the people who make us uncomfortable, who speak truth and break glass ceilings who aren't afraid to stand up and face themselves, who refuse to be oppressed and help us expand and evolve the edges of humanity. These are the real rebels, and this podcast is for them. Hey, it's your host, Katie B., and thanks so much for tuning in to this guest episode, which is the first guest episode number one of 2021, and the first guest episode in a long time time. If you haven't been tuning in, I took a massive hiatus for 2020, which the excuse I'm using is 2020. And uh, this is the first one back and I thought what a better way to step into the new year than to invite one of my favorite humans on to look forward into the year 2020 and to look at what we can expect and get excited about and be aware of. And who better to have on to do that than Lynette Duncan. Lynette is an incredible human, as you are about to hear if you don't already know her. And if you want to check her out and kind of internet stalk her while we're having our conversation, you can find her. At Oracle of Your Soul on Instagram. And also, as well, anything that we talk about in this episode, as always, can be found over at the show notes at realrebelpodcast.com. And a few things that we talk about today. I mean, basically, I wanted to have Lynette on so she could really tap into and look forward astrologically as to what we can expect for 2021, as well as do an oracle and tarot card pull for us. And let me tell you, It was so awesome, so on point. This is a longer episode, but you are really going to want to stick around from beginning to end because there's so much in this. There's so many bits of wisdom that that just might be the thing um, to help you forward in this year. So I highly, highly encourage you listen. For me, I was picking up uh, things left, right, and center for myself. And so I feel you might have a similar experience. And Lynette, if like I said, if you don't know who she is, She is a life purpose astrologer and energy and ascension coach, and she does astrological natal and transit readings. She is a spiritual strategist and incredible human overall, and I feel so grateful that she is here, grateful that she came on. And we talk about a lot of things like sovereignty and the importance of making a decision when it comes to manifestation, 5D, 3D, 4D energy. A lot of things. I'm not going to extend this intro much longer because this episode is already long and it's already full of so much stuff. So with that, I'm going to take us right into my chat with Lynette Duncan from Oracle of Your Soul. Let's just dive in. We'll just get yeah. started. So first, welcome. And uh, for people listening, I just have to say like, I love Lynette, I love you, Lynette. You're incredible. You have been with me for a couple years now, and I haven't talked to you in a little while, which is why I'm extra excited to talk to you today. Thank you. I love you, too. (laughs) We're here to talk about 2021, and we're recording right before the solstice. Uh, We're recording on December 20th, but this will come out in the new year. Before we dive into that, how are you feeling now that you're at the end of 2020, or now that we're at the end of 2020, looking back? What is your perspective on it now?
0: Wow. Well, you know, I think 2020, I experienced 2020 like a lot of people did. You know, it was really a time of inner conflict and mm-hmm. fear coming up and uncertainty. I think any of us that were in a job or self employed, there was a lot of, of, challenges around that and then that always I think initiates a lot of fear in people right if they think their livelihood and that's happened for some I mean that has definitely been the case Um, for me it was an era it was an energy it was a year of clarification it was an it was a year for me to really step into my power in a different way and I'd already connected with that energy um, in my work but I was called to go deeper and higher with what I'm doing So that was a little bit of a challenge to just um, trust where spirit was guiding me. I ended up leaving a location that was completely near and dear to my heart and was my grid point and was my place, Um, but I felt really, really, really guided away from that location for whatever reason. And so I had to really just be in a state of trust this whole entire year. I'm living in Montana now, and I'm not necessarily wonderfully happy about it. But for there's for whatever reason, I'm just not on the coast any longer. So I'm trusting that there. So there were a lot of things that really pushed me into my edges, Mm -hmm. figuring out different kinds of boundaries so that I could remain in integrity with myself and the work that I'm doing, because I was trying to pull in all this bigger signature stuff around me and what I'm doing. And, um, I was able to finally connect to it, but really not until like September that seemed to be when it all clicked together. I noticed that I think, and this might be the same for everybody, but I know, cause we've been doing this work for a while, but I've noticed that it's all about authenticity. It's all about trusting the self. That's really all it's about. <laughs> um, and so, you know, just, Trusting the self and trusting the guidance that comes through and listening to it. And for me it was an energy of unlocking abundance stuff. Yeah. That was big for me, but that's always been a big thing. Um, you know, I've I've done really well. I can't deny that, but I'm getting into more integrity with that. So I think that's always a trigger, you know, it was one of my biggest ones. And so that was something that And then everything clicked in September. I sort of worked through some issues on my page. I gained a lot of new followers and it seemed like I really expanded. So that was my cue. I'm like, okay, it's go time. You know, the energy, when the energy starts shifting and you manifest a certain thing, that's when you know you're in a groove. So I had to just be very present and focused on following that and allowing that to expand in a way that I had created because it had taken me all year. I almost quit doing what I'm doing last year.
1: Oh, I just got the chills. I had that experience this year. And my my question to you is when you do feel that that uptick in the energy, like you said, when your your numbers started, you you just were in the flow. How do you keep yourself there without trying like cause I know if you focus too much on the if you think too much about it, you can like kick yourself right out of that energy. How do you kind of and I, I feel it might be related to being yourself and I'm curious how you how you see that.
0: Well, I mean, I guess it won't come as a surprise. I I my fallback is always self love, right? Because mm-hmm. part of this energy on a spiritual level is taking us out of the head. So what I really noticed last year was being in my headspace, trying to figure out what it all meant, and there were shifts that were coming in that were revealing deeper things to me about myself, and it was really triggering me because it was asking me to like leave my location and to leave my profession and I didn't have anything to connect to beyond Mm. what I'm doing and so I was like wow like what does this mean it's scary yeah but but because the energy is moving us away from the head and into our heart because the heart is authentic the heart is intuitive the heart is the new touch point we're leaving the headspace that's what the Gemini north node was all about and so I saw myself talking about that stuff but not understanding it until this year. So, my default is self-love, you know, if I get into my heart even around changes and fears and triggers, then I can trust what's coming through. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when I when you connect to a desire and you're like, "Yeah, I don't really want to stop what I'm doing. That's not what feels right. I'm not going to abandon my life." I felt like part of the energy of that Saturn-Pluto was that there was something that needed a change. That structure, however you'd put it in place, had to sort of dissolve and change into something else and become more empowered. So I had to be willing to let go of certain things, not necessarily me and my connection to what I do, but I had to listen to spirit on a, dip, on a deeper level, which was part of my move. So you know me, self love is always going to be my answer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you say this as you have these beautiful like red curtains behind you. It's (laughs) you're glowing. Um, I can definitely relate to that too. Is like I I had this feeling of with the podcast and everything, something's not working. Mm -hmm. I but I don't abandoning it felt like the wrong thing, but staying in the way it was felt wrong too, and you don't know what's ahead, and it's just such a yeah, it's just it's very stressful.
0: I know. I know you thought about that for a while. So I get it. Cause I went through the same thing. You know, I just, it was kind of like doubling down is what it felt like. You had to get clear about what it is that you really wanted and who you were because, you know, there was energy in the, in the space that was in a way trying to manipulate. It was trying to create that fear. It was trying to create that energy of, you know, because Saturn is a fearful energy. Pluto is an energy of empowerment. So we were going to confront every single fear we had last year, and we did. And then, of course, when we engage in that Pluto, Pluto's highest energy is empowerment. So that was really the signature of it. And it was really just about going deeper and really getting clarity about who you are.
1: Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So for 2021, I think so many people are like we're done just bring in the new year i i'm not an astrologer but i have a sense we're not quite finished i don't know if i'm off with that i feel like there's more intensity to come um what do you see for 2021
0: well okay so there's several things here um Each individual who's on a trajectory of expansion and inner awareness or whatever you want to call that for yourself, anybody that's listening to you or me is already on that trajectory. And so that energy is pulling us into that authenticity. When we heal and when we move into that empowerment for ourselves, it creates a space, almost a vacuum where it pulls other people into their own awakening. Mm -hmm. So people are going to experience this next year in a lot of different ways. Because people right now who are just beginning an awakening or what we would call an ascension process or however you want to term that, are really having a lot of physical experiences, a lot of triggers, a lot of dark night of the soul energy. That is something that you have to work through uh, on an individual level. It isn't something that goes away as much as you want it to. You're in a dark night of the soul. It's part of the process. and so. I feel like there's a lot of people waking up and we've had waves and waves of just thousands and thousands of souls that have been waking during this energy as we've all been sort of moving into different spaces with ourselves. Because I believe a person's awakening isn't determined by any other factor other than their soul presence. And so you can't determine when that will happen. It's a divine timing. So depending on where you are, it's either going to feel like a ton of expansion or just a ton of healing. So, um, which do you want me to address? <laughs> Both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's so interesting. I've I heard I can't remember where I heard that as well, but I've heard it from I've heard it around, and it's it is that the people who are waking up and are in the ascension process are it's about to be a a, a bumpy <laughs> a bumpy ride, and then there's but there's also that expansion piece as well. Um, so yeah, if you could, if you could touch on both.
0: Yeah. So let's just break it down because essentially what we're talking about in these energies is, is an alignment with your true self. Mm-hmm. I saw your post the other day with your mentor and I was so appreciative of what you shared in that post because that's really the truth of what everybody's moving into. So no matter where you're at on this journey, your the love of yourself and being authentic and being not afraid. Like being unafraid to really express who you are as you are, and the truth of all the things that you feel and things that you've probably hidden, either in your childhood or in relationships, cannot remain hidden. And that's the biggest, um, the biggest um, template that's out there. Everything is coming to light within you and in the world, and so there's this huge like transparency that's coming in and. So some of the bigger energy as well because of that is that you can't live a lie any longer. You can't stay in relationships for reasons that are not aligned with your own integrity. And this is why it's going to really push people and trigger people because it's going to, they're going to have to confront their fears. So in Saturn-Pluto conjunction in 2020, it was literally transforming old structures, old outdated structures within us and in the world. And we saw that on a global scale. But within us, it was an emergence. 2020 was the emergence of a new sense of yourself. It was Mm -hmm. another aspect of your identity that you had not yet fully owned and had been willing to express. So that is where everybody is being pushed into that narrow sort of eye of the needle because purity is the goal, purity of spirit, purity of expression. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The closest thing that I can really come to explaining it is that there's an energy that flows through us that is connected to source or God or divine energy or whatever you want to call that. And that's connected to our intuition. Intuition and authenticity are the same thing. Your intuition is part of your authenticity. So we don't get to play in the field anymore of ignoring that part of us, ignoring our red flags, ignoring what isn't authentic and true to us. So 2020 was about figuring that kind of stuff out you know, for many of us, some people woke up in 2020, but that's eventually where we're all going. So it's really about being as much in alignment and in integrity with the true experience that you're having, you know, and that's not just about your intuition. It's also about what isn't working, what structures, what beliefs you have that haven't worked for you. Um, We're moving out of one of the bigger things. When we look at the bigger cycles, we're moving out of the age of Pisces. There's a lot of controversy whether or not we're actually in the age of Aquarius or where we're approaching it. But in either case, it doesn't really matter because we're starting to touch the fringes of it, which is all about um, authenticity. And when we talk about authenticity, even just from the the perspective of astrology, Leo is the energy that is ruled by the sun and the heart. So this is the energy that pulls us into that self-expression but the age of Aquarius and the Aquarian energy is the opposite energy of Leo. So it takes us into the higher expression of that self-identity and that individualized person who's, a t- you're, a th- you're self-authored. You mm-hmm. are, we are, that's what we're moving into more innovation and more cohesion as far as each individual person bringing together because Aquarius is an energy of stalwart individualism where you're just not affected by what other people are doing you know who you are you're going to be in that expression nothing's going to really change that and it's through the work that we do of accepting our our hearts and our and the way that we are and our self-expression and our identity that moves us into the higher frequencies of that self-assuredness in who we are aquarius energy is very much a part of the collective but it's also very individuated so This is where we're moving. We're moving into this real deep sense of who we are so that we can love ourselves fully. That way it gives us compassion for the diversity in other people because we've loved ourselves. We've come into understanding and support of ourselves. And that allows us, it gives us the template to understand and support other people. And in that action, it pulls us together. And so as we leave Pisces and move into Aquarius, we're leaving victimization. Hmm. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up
1: yeah I feel like because I also hear people talk a lot about you know we're we're too individualistic as as a society, and um, I get really confused because there's the part of me that is so desperate to just touch home, like you say, and live in my heart space, and that requires a certain amount of focus on the self and inner work and all of this kind of stuff. And then you also hear people say, you know, it's all, it's about community. It's about which I agree as well, but I have this battle in my mind. It's like some shame and feeling like, am I, am I focusing too much on myself, but I also need this. It's a very like
0: confusing. Well, it is, you know, Aquarius is a very contrarian energy, Hmm. but the main component is that it's that, because here's the thing, every, every sign and every planet has a shadow. Mm -hmm. And so part of the shadow energy of Aquarius is that ego So both for Leo and Aquarius is that ego that better than that separation, you know, and feeling higher than another person or um, antisocial behavior is another example of Aquarius that anarchy is another energy of that, which kind of goes against um, the unity. So Aquarius right. is one of those energies that has a dichotomy to it. But the best way that I can explain it is that You've got to go through the energies of Leo by really being in that self-acceptance, being in that self-respect and self-honoring energy in order to get to the higher levels. Because it's at that place that the Aquarian energy becomes detached from the ego because the ego is more of a shadow energy and you become the universal citizen, Mm. right? You know who you are, you know, you've got a vision and you've got a purpose. You're going to be in that expression. You're going to welcome other tribe members or people to you that are on your path or whatever that is. And the energy of Aquarius is innovation and moving forward. But we have to come into this individuation place within ourselves in order to do that. And the reason for that is, is because we have to fully accept ourselves so that we can fully accept other people. And that's when we start to come together. So I can see the bigger picture. I know we're getting there. <laughs> so that's the best way
1: I can explain it. Yeah, mm, that makes sense. And and it, it's so right. I think it's just, it's so easy to get caught up, but you, it, you really do have to keep coming back to yourself again and again. It's such a daily thing.
0: Well, and there's a lot of messages that we've received as children and in our societies that it's not okay to be selfish. Like selfish is a word that gets thrown around. But the challenge with that is, is that, it's a distortion because what we have then is a sick society full of people that don't love themselves and are in all kinds of, you know, distortions and dysfunctional relationships because of it, because they don't know how to set boundaries. They don't know how to honor themselves. They don't know how to honor their intuition. So that has to shift, I think, before we can really start making, you know, inroads. And, and I think spiritually and on an energetic level, that's happening more than ever. Mm-hmm. If you look around, it doesn't necessarily feel like that but I'm definitely tapping into the potential. So it just, it's kind of a, you know, we've gotten all these messages that it's not okay for us to do that when in fact it's exactly what we should be doing. And there's a, there's a theme in that, right? Um, Because we've had these messages that we have to decide for ourselves. Yeah. That doesn't feel good to me though. It's not working. So no matter what I've heard from my parents or, my lovers or from society. I've got to love myself. And so once you do that, everything sort of just starts to align so that you trust yourself because we are all moving into this place of a deeper inner guidance. Mm-hmm. Everything instead of being told what to do and being codependent with the world around us, we're navigating now from a space of integrity with and that and that intuition and that divine guidance. So Aquarius is an energy that you know, at the end of the Zodiac, it's almost at the end of the Zodiac because Aquarius represents the advanced human, the fully integrated human before we move into Pisces where we dissolve back into matter and back into, or away from matter and back into the eternal oneness. So these are really elevated energies that we're starting to connect to. We have to have a good sense of who we are so that we can do what's right because that energy is going to flow through us and that's going to help us to engage with proper solutions, which is what's going to come in Aquarian energy.
1: Yeah. And the energy is intense too. Um, For people who, and you've spoken a bit about this on your most recent um, Instagram videos, for people who are, well, maybe before we get into this, we hear a lot of talk about 5D energy shifting into 5D. For people who maybe have heard of it but don't really know what it is, what is 5D energy and what are the symptoms? Like, how do we feel as we begin to shift into it?
0: Good question. Um, So 3D energy is more of a physical matrix. It is, uh, you know, when we talk about dimensional fields, it's just a state of consciousness. So someone in 5D isn't lifted off the planet. They have a different perspective. Hmm. Than they've had in 3D, which is more materialistic and based in fear and based in lack and limitation. Many people have were born into 4D energy. People will say, well, how do you move? How why are we skipping 4D? 4D is a consciousness of being aware of your empathic nature, being aware of your intuitive nature. Many of us already live in those parameters. We live in that field. So that's the intangible. Right, mm. And so that's the bridge. The fourth dimension is sort of the bridge as you awaken and become more empowered. so five d energy is the consciousness shift that comes in with being the empowered human and that centered of this that self-centered energy and being able to navigate from that place because in five d, the perspective completely changes. You're not living in fear any longer, you know, and this is the thing that I feel. That is the feedback that I'm getting from people that have been on this journey for a while, that they just have been very calm, even though there's a ton of stuff going on in the outer world, that things that are very threatening, normally, um, people that have been doing the work for a while, we're all just sort of feeling this deep internal calmness, like the anxiety has dissipated. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, it's also i think being able to connect to the purpose that each of us have and why we're here and why we're waking up is to bring us through this dimensional space but so five d is just really a different perspective when you've really done some of the inner work, you've worked with your shadows and your triggers, and just like you, you that that post that you did the other day, you shifted something shifted, and you were like, "Oh, there it is
1: It's so funny that you say that 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 day I wrote that post is probably the biggest shift I've ever had. And I felt it viscerally. And it was just like, oh, it doesn't matter what the container is. It doesn't matter if I just, it's like that, it was that acceptance of self. Like, this is this is you, go be yourself. <laughs> like, whatever happens is is okay. Well, and I think what's so perplexing
0: for people, especially if they're on any kind of a spiritual journey is, you know, they'll get distracted with things, they'll get distracted with their practice, their process, their crystals, their meditations, they, you know, these demands, right, that are actually doing. Mm-hmm. But the energy we're really moving into is being, and it seems too simple. Like when you discovered that, wasn't that shift just like, wait a minute, that seems too easy. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, uh, yeah, it was like, why have I not? Ta- it was like, it was right there all along, right beside me. And I just like, sidestepped into it and was like, oh,
0: that's exactly right. That's exactly how yeah. it is. And, you know, when you start connecting with it, it's beautiful because it isn't all about this process. It isn't about anything that you're doing. You know, as, as 2020 sort of developed, I had that strong channel message that it's time to stop efforting. And that was one of the biggest messages for 2020. Stop efforting because it wasn't about the effort. It wasn't about what I was doing or how I was doing it, it was about having the courage to just be myself, speak Mm -hmm. my truth, be who I am, trust the energy of my experience. I'm the only one that has the experience. And so I'm the only one that can express that. There's been a deep, the deeper spiritual energy for me is that connection to source um, as it flows through each of us, as we create, as we speak, as we engage with others. It really is that simple, and it's delightful. I love it.
1: Mm, it is delightful, it, and you just—it feels like—it feels like, it feels like uh, yeah, like a piece or or a clearing. Or a, it's it's hard to describe. It's like the missing piece. It's the missing piece, but and then I I remind myself too, like you're still a human in your human body, and you will still experience. It doesn't mean you reach this oasis and you're in this serenity for you still have, you will still have up and down days. You will still struggle with this, that, and the other thing, you know, it's, it's a mix. I, I think, or my perspective on it is there, there has to be that balancing and, and toning of both the spiritual and your soul self and your physical body. And you actually talk a lot about, and this is getting a little off topic, DNA and crystalline energy. I've been hearing a lot about that as well. Um, that we have encoded in our DNA, um, like we haven't unlocked our full potential yet. I don't know if you want to dive into that, but what is your kind of understanding on that?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting when I first started really training in zoning in on Ascension energy, gosh, that was a long time ago. That was like six or seven years ago when there was a lot of some of that information coming forward. Mm-hmm. And so, Uh, there was a lot of channeled energy that was available then that I don't see so much of now, a lot of DNA talk. Basically, the idea is that at at another advanced stage of human development, maybe perhaps way far either in the future or in the past, we had more strands of DNA. The DNA is connected to your, your consciousness, your ability to connect to the unseen realm and to those aspects of your intuition and that connection to the divine source. And so we only have two strands. So for whatever reason that has pulled us into this veil of forgetfulness, this veil of not really understanding the purpose of why we're here in suffering and grief and pain and all that stuff. So the DNA strands, as the as you move through your awakening and ascension, the DNA strands start to come together. I mean, how many of us have heard you know, biologists and different people talk about, you know, especially in DNA research, we have two strands of DNA, but we've got junk DNA we don't understand. And as we elevate in consciousness, there will be breakthroughs that will occur and they'll actually start seeing more strands of DNA that they couldn't see before simply because the consciousness has shifted. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, yeah. Like, yeah, I think we use half of, I've always thought if we have this brain in our heads, and I think we're using half of our potential and we'll be flying around or I don't know what we'll be doing in the future, but we, I, we're, I feel we're just at the beginning. We're so untapped, really.
0: Well, you know, our planet has been really manipulated, however you want to call that, without getting into too much of that. But there's, there's been manipulations because at some point on the planet, in other civilizations as we've incarnated, There have been much, much higher civilizations that have been operating at a much different level than how we have. We've kind of devolved in a sense. It's almost like the pulling away, you know, pulling a rubber band as far as it can go and then letting it go. We're in that place of that extreme intensity right before we come, we sort of let go of the rubber band. So we had to really have the experience of the 3D so that we could come into consciousness about how incredibly destructive it is. Um, and that we're more than these physical bodies. And so, you know, when you think about civilizations like Atlantis and Lemuria, like a lot of people that are here now have had experiences in that sort of reality. These were much more advanced beings, you know, that were more of an angelic presence, mm-hmm. much more connected to the divine, much more of that energy, that technology coming through. And we're just going back to that. Um, we're going back into more innovations, understanding about how to, live longer in our bodies, how to do cellular reconstruction, how to stay healthy. We're moving into, you know, like Joe Dispenza comes to mind that kind of work with the physical body when you can actually spontaneously heal something. Yeah. You know, that's the energy that we're tapping into with our brain that you're talking about. We're not, we're only using like 10% or less than that. And it's because we don't believe in ourselves when we, you've got to believe in yourself and in the abilities that are available to you in order to manifest things in many cases. So yeah. I feel like that's really kind of what it's about. That's a way bigger like idea, but
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, all of these are, yeah, I feel like we could just, it's so funny that you mentioned Joe Dispenza yesterday. I was in a fairy lineup and watching a YouTube video of his and it was someone interviewing him and he was like, I don't really talk about this ever, but I see different beings in the room when we do healings. And he's like, they're very tall. They're very loving. He's like, once you've been in contact with one of these beings, like you will feel, you will know what like it is to be truly loved. And it's just, I feel, I just see these little openings of, um, and I think that is the case. All of this stuff becomes revealed to us in the right time. And I feel this past year, 2020 was such a, a crack in, and we're now, things are coming through. And I think, like you say, 2021 is it's going to be an, a year of a lot of expansion and a lot of <laughs> contraction.
0: Well, um, it is a crack. It's a crack in the illusion. Mm-hmm. Because the earth is a created re- illusion. The society, the cultures, all of that is really a construct of the mind. And so it's created a veil that we can't see beyond it. And so when you know, Dr. Joe does the work that he's doing, you know, he healed himself spontaneously, like almost overnight. When you work in that kind of field long enough, of course, you're going to encounter those beings. And so the veil is lifted. And you can see things as they are rather than as they've been told to us. Yeah. So there's, you know, there are because we live in an energy of duality, there is a certain frequency that wants to keep it, you know, that it has an intention to keep it in that shadow energy because it's serving a purpose. I don't necessarily feel like it's a bad thing. We're here to experience the duality of it and to have free will and to make a choice. And that's where I feel like just naturally we're gravitating back into that more empowered state of being because we've done this enough.
1: Yeah, totally. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. I really, I honestly, we could go on forever. Um, but I would like to get even a small card pull or something for, for the new year. If you, if you wouldn't mind, let's
0: talk, can we talk really quickly just about some of the planetary energies now?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So what you're going to be noticing in this next year, all of 2020 was the energy of the reset. And of course that's a word that's thrown around even in the media, but it is a reset within us. It is a set point. It's kind of ground zero in a way which represents the awakening. And this also represents like the descent into the dark night of the soul, right? You have to descend so that you can figure out what's not working so that you can rise again. So that Pluto represents that Phoenix rising from the ashes. Saturn is, was the energy of the structure, the foundation. So that was all dismantled. Those two energies that created all of 2020 are all now moving very quickly um, into Aquarius, which is very, very different energy. Saturn and Jupiter were were also, I mean, Jupiter joined those two planets as a trio and Jupiter's energy is a blessing. So the energies created what it did, it created that set point and then Jupiter continued to travel with the reset planets to bless the new trajectory. So Two of those planets, Saturn and Jupiter, now moving into Aquarius. They're at zero degrees today. This is part of the energetics that you're feeling. When planets move into a different sign, there is a shift. Because the planets have a certain energy and expression, but they move into a sign and then it's then it expands that expression. So we're moving into air energy, fixed energy. So we're stabilizing in air, but These two planets that are in Aquarius today are in a new air cycle. They've traveled together. They don't have the same orbit, but they do have periods where they travel together. And they've been doing that in Earth. So it's been a focus on density, a focus on manifestations, a focus on an awareness. For like the last 200-ish years, they've had this cycle in Earth. They're now moving into air. And this is going to be huge. For us as a consciousness, because Aquarius is a conscious energy, it is a higher state of consciousness, and that comes directly through divine um, guidance or channel or your intuition or however you want to call that Aquarian is a is an air energy. So it's coming through a mental idea, inspiration, empowered sort of energy, the rulers, both Saturn and Jupiter are the rulers um, on different levels of Aquarius. So this is a huge boost for people to move in, not only into that individuated self, but to really be challenged to work through the the stuck energy, the grounded energy, the, the fixed energy of this sign to move into those higher states of expression. And so people will be challenged in that way. Saturn and the planet Uranus, which is one of the rulers of Aquarius as well, are going to be squaring each other which is going to be another version of pluto and saturn because squares are challenges one represents change the other represents structure so this is just a continuation in many ways of 2020 but it's going to continue to move us into that higher expression of the self Mm -hmm. so those people who have been doing some work and are feeling the momentum of the energies are going to it'll the trajectory will just be I think astronomical on a personal level for each person, but no matter where you're at in that in that substance, you're going to be triggered and um provided and you know not even provided but prompted to really do the work. I mean, you just can't escape it.
1: <laughs> I, I have to put a pin there. That's something that came through for me so intensely this year was like you can talk about doing the work till you're blue in the face, you can listen to the podcast read the books but you have to actually sit down and do the thing that when you sit down to do it everything in you says i don't want to do this <laughs> like, totally it's that's the work and it's only until i started to actually do that and know in myself that now i'm doing this work and i also know when i step away from it and i need to pull myself back towards it that's the only time any kind of shift and movement started to take place other than that i was just stuck and it was so frustrating so I, I really appreciate you saying that because I can really connect to that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, this is another reason why a lot of us are leaving relationships. You know, we're leaving things that we've settled for or things that haven't been really authentic. The authenticity is the peace.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so any place where you're concealing, where you're hiding, where you're not really expressing, you're going to struggle. more, And this is why you just want to focus on self-love, because self-love is your navigation tool. And not only that, it's the energy that helps you, that is your support. Um, Like you said, um, it's not that I don't ever connect with or confront fear or that I never get triggered. It's that I have self-love. That is my tool. Self-love recenters me and it brings me back into the core of who I am. And so even though you may have those experiences, self-love is going to pull you back into that quiet space with yourself of trust. So that's going to be the most important thing that anybody that's listening to this is going to want to understand because you can fight as much as you want. You can fight against your beliefs and you can fight against programming and conditioning. But if you can tune in and just listen to your heart and listen to what it is that you really want, because there will be all kinds of voices and ego and stuff that's going to come in and say, You've got to stay committed. You've got to not give up on this thing. You've got to maintain. But if you're not feeling that, then you can stay there for a long time.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can exhaust yourself super good. You
0: can. And (laughs) you can get to the end of your rope. But you can actually make it easier on yourself if you just trust what's actually going on within you. I find that it's really curious. Humans live these double lives, right? We have this veneer and this facade that other people see, but we're rarely really authentic in our lives on a, on a scale that, you know, we've been before. So it's so beautiful and simple that I think a lot of people miss it. Um, mm-hmm. They get caught up in the efforting and the routines and the ritual and the ceremony and, you know, even magic and things like that. Nothing is outside of you. You don't need any of that. And that's, what's going to be falling away as all these structures that we've held on to. And that includes beliefs. Mm. So it feels really big and it is really big. And when you're in it, it's really big. Yeah. But if you can just remember to be in a self-love process with yourself and do that first before anything else, it's going to help you to really get clarity about how you're going to move forward. And then also connecting to the courage of your heart to step away from things that aren't meant for you. You, know, you first have yeah. to come into a consciousness that it's not working and then make a choice One of the things that is still going to be through all of 2021 is this idea of choice. Um, We do have a North Node in Gemini. Gemini is an energy of air also. So we've got a lot of air that's going on. Air energy is harmonization energy. We're going to be learning how to harmonize our experience and to integrate basically all of these realities. And the thing about that is, is that you you're learning to harmonize. And so there's bigger components. There's bigger cycles there. Um, one of the big things that will come in this year is making choices. Choice is your, is the power point.
1: Yeah. As someone who I just found out this year, I have a double Libra in my, I'm like a cancer with moon in Libra and, and rising. Anyway, I'm terrible at making decisions. And <laughs> So it's, but it's, that's another thing. It's like that's where the work is. And yeah. I think for many people feel that. So
0: air, especially Gemini and Libra, the medicine, the healing comes through the choice. It's the thing that both Libra and Gemini avoid. There can be layers of indecision consistently. But what actually brings relief is making a decision. Mm. And it's the thing that they avoid the most because yeah. there's so many choices. And, and that really is rooted in fear, fear of making the wrong choice. And so, just making a choice is is in a higher vibration than just being an indecision because it's oscillation, and you feel that in your life. You feel super stuck and disempowered because the choice is the power. So, the North Node in Gemini is part of its purpose is that we're leaving the mind construct, mm-hmm. we're leaving this whole energy of trying to figure it out from this mental space, and it's it's reoriginating us into the heart that says. You've got to make decisions from this place rather than from the head. Some of you may have noticed, oh, when I try to figure stuff out, whether it's my purpose or what I'm going to do in my business, we get confused. That's an indication that you're leaving the mind and that you've got to go into the heart. This is why self-love is so important.
1: Hmm. Wow. Wow. That was, I feel like there were so many messages in there for myself thinking totally selfishly. Um Okay. That was incredible. Ooh, I am. Okay. Really, really quickly. Sovereignty. Yes. I mean, the word, you hear it more and more. When I had that shift, I felt that very like tall, stand tall, sovereign self. What does it mean to be in our sovereign self and why is that so important? Which I think is along the same lines of what you've been speaking so much about. Yeah, it's a
0: component of it. But the idea of sovereignty is, again, a a Leo Aquarian energy. Sovereignty is a word that we oftentimes relate with royalty, right? When we think about in the past, even in the patriarchy, it's been this sovereign, like we would call our, our rulers sovereign, right? And so it can trigger a lot of people. But essentially what that means is that you're sovereign into yourself. There's no one ruling over you. You're, a, you're an individual in an empowered sense of yourself. And so that's really what that is. And so it does relate, of course, to all of that self-centered energy and trusting the self. But the beauty of sovereignty is that we're all moving into this place where we're going to be understanding solutions because we're going to move our power and potential away from other people. Mm-hmm. We're going to be bringing it back into the core of who we are. And this is where we're going to find solutions is when we all move from this empowered space and we don't have an agenda, but we have the whole collective in mind. And so we're not there yet, but that's what's happening. And so that sovereignty is just another aspect of trusting the self, being empowered in your own sense of navigation and guidance, because everything is within you. So that whole feeling of sovereignty, that tall self, like when that shift happened, you felt it. You felt the level up because you were able to sort of stand in that presence that it was okay to just be who you were, mm-hmm. you are fully, and that there's no fear there. But so we have to sort of work through fear. We have to work through our limitations and our basic energy of lack because it's so
1: prevalent. Yeah. Oh, I feel that it's like for me this year it was money and uh, self self love, like the abundance and and. Just being who you are—that it's that it was that sovereign energy—and it remains. There's still more work to do.
0: So zero degrees. Just I want to finish this because I want to make sure Sure. that people understand. So zero degrees is always the new beginning. Where all like the energies that are available right now are going to, whether or not you're having the experience, they're going to open you up. This is going to open you up to that sovereignty. It's going to be there for support. The ruler, one of the rulers of Aquarius is Uranus. And Uranus is still retrograde. So we're not going to fully get momentum until the end of January. So we're, we're still in this huge transitional state as we integrate all of the lessons of 2020. Once Uranus goes direct, it'll station initially in mid-January. By the end of January, it starts moving. You're going to feel movement uh, beginning of February. So a lot of boost. A lot of people think this is going to be it. Many people aren't going to feel this in the same way that they're going to feel it at the end of January, because at that point we have all planets in direct motion and the ruler, one of the rulers, one of the main rulers of Aquarius is now also in direct motion. So a lot of breakthrough, a lot of sovereignty energy coming in, a lot of centering, um, a lot of individuality, just continuing those themes, but on a maybe deeper scale.
1: That's so good to know, because I feel like we place a lot of pressure on ourselves that it's January, January 1st, we must now, everything has changed. It's like, well, that's not always, (laughs) it's not always exactly the case. So it's good to know.
0: Yes. And so, you know, I'm a little bit different about how I read energy and even how I look into the future. Um, This is an important time, but we want to look down the road you know, where are we going with this? What is the purpose of all of it? And we're coming together as a global society. So many of the things that we see, this breakdown of the old systems and, um, you know, the systems of control and manipulation, you know, I do feel like we're going to have to come together as humans to stand up for each other and to stand up for how we actually want this to look. Yeah, rather than relying on people that think that they have our best interests at heart when they clearly
1: don't yeah yeah that's huge I feel that that unity of like you say systems are breaking and they have needed to break for a long time and it's of course it's it's an ugly thing as they you know flail and shout as as they're breaking and falling apart it's so we just have to keep that like keep in that higher frequency energy and keep together and like you say listen to your if we are all a global collective we are one and there's that unity in the heart then if we each listen to our own self then we're already in unity i feel
0: it's true just no and tangent. we are coming together <laughs> no you're right we are coming together we're leaving the age of of pisces which was the energy of victimization And we're moving into a more empowered state. And this is important because it isn't to diminish the fact that you may have been a victim, but it's about what are you going to do about it?
1: Right. Yeah. Which is a much more powerful place to be.
0: Yes. So that's what Aquarius is going to show us because Aquarius also rules innovations and technology. We're going to see a lot of advancement that is going to be in the medical field, in science, in Education. We're going to be innovating all of those systems because there is a lot of suppressed technology that has not been allowed on this planet. Um, Nikola Tesla is a great example. Um, mm-hmm. So that is ending. We've got a lot of work in front of us, but of course, the age—you know—an era, an age is—you know—twenty-one hundred some odd years. So wow. we've got a lot of. We're just beginning. We're just beginning to open up that that door. Yeah.
1: So exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh for everybody listening in the background, what you're hearing is Lynette shuffle her cards because she's about to do a little reading for us, which is really exciting. You did one last year for well, I think you did one for 2019, actually. Ah. Um, so yeah, this will be good.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So I couldn't even remember. It's been, you know, one of the things that I've noticed just as I've worked through my own stuff um in this awakening and the work that I do is that we're definitely coming into a place of, of being in the now. Um, because we're leaving the mind, people may feel like their memory's going, their memory's bad, like they can't remember one day to the next or last week or what they did. Don't be concerned about that. That's really normal. Everybody's sort of having that experience because we're living in the now moment. We're not living in the past any longer, we're not living so much in the future. We're becoming centered energy in the now moment present, which is also centering us into the into our sense of I- individualism and and identity. so I just wanted to mention that because I don't even remember that, Katie, to be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm explaining why I don't remember that,
1: yeah yeah, no, I feel that and I feel a little spacey as well, I feel like. It is. Yeah. It is like you're very much here and now, and it's a little harder to connect to the old story and the old life. Yep.
0: Okay. So this is just audio, right?
1: Yes. But I will put pictures up of all of the, on the show notes so people can see if they want to.
0: And I can also send you photographs as well. So the core energy that we're looking at, this is the energy of the Two of Swords. This is the air energy. And we were just talking about decision, right? This is a crossroads. This is making a decision in this next year about how you're actually going to do your life. You know, what is it that you actually need? Focusing on the self, focusing on what is coming through you, noticing your red flags, setting boundaries is absolutely going to be super important because there is a decision point. There is, this can also relate to feeling undecided, feeling in that space of, I don't know what to do. I feel blinded. I don't know what choice to make. Everything feels difficult. I can't figure it out. That can be the energy that we're looking at because this card represents the current state. Okay. This is air energy. Again, this is Gemini energy. I feel like that really is reflecting the North node that we're in. The North node is a collective consciousness. So it, It's moving very soon. At the end of 2021, we've got the rest of the year in this Gemini energy until like the end of December. In the beginning of 2022, we, the North Node and the collective energy moves into Taurus. So very different energy. We've also got temperance crossing that card. So temperance is a fire energy. This is Sagittarius energy of movement, of discovery, of wisdom, of expansion. So in the decision comes the expansion, okay? (laughs) This is an energy that is saying, wait, do the work, follow your guidance, follow your path, be in a state of grace with yourself, be patient. Things are unfolding. Now, what is really cool is that this is what's coming in. This is the ace of wands. Now, to me, this is an ascension card. This is. Clarity of the individual. This is fire energy. This would represent, of course, Leo, Sagittarius, Aries energy. Again, an, an example of self- that self-expression, that unified self. You can see how beautiful that card is. Mm-hmm. This is the energy of self-realization, self-actualization. So this is what I feel is coming in. This is the guiding source. And that is paired here with the magician. Now, the magician, a lot of people don't understand. Well, people that do tarot probably do, but the magician is an energy of ideas. It's an energy of communication. So, it in itself is also another sort of air energy. The magician is a one. We've got a lot of new beginnings here. We've got an ace and new beginnings. So, this is going to be a year of new beginnings for a lot of people, but this has to come first. And the power is in that decision. So, there's going to be decisions made in relationships. I feel like a lot of people are going to be moving away from employment by, with other people. We're moving out of this idea that you're going to build someone else's dream. And I think a lot of people are going to be moving more into, they're going to be unplugging from the matrix. They're going to be mo- living more in self-creation, which means entrepreneur energy. And I see this in my work all the time, but this is where the magician comes in. This is an energy of ideas and an energy of having things at your fingertips, being able to manifest things, but it's an, it's an energy of ideas and inspiration. And this is another reason why you want to really make decisions because ideas and inspiration can't come through in this energy. They can't come through when you're connected in a visceral way to that, to the pain of that indecision it's a very mm-hmm. painful place to be and it's preoccupation as well so yeah you're not allowing the the inspiration to come through you're not allowing the ideas to come through you're not allowing the solution to make its way into your life so one of the things that we want to do we've got two fours here we've got four of cups this is about going within this is an emotional energy of centering through meditation through being silent from being real with yourself by connecting to your own intuition, what this is water energy, four of cups. So this is, you know, this is really reflecting what we've been talking about. Moving into that, this is work and creativity. So I do feel like there is a deeper spiritual movement that's coming in for people. It it may feel like that for some of you. um, Because when we shift the paradigm in our own life, and we step into more empowered states of self-employment, entrepreneurship. It takes some work to do that. Not everybody. It doesn't come naturally to some people. There's a lot of fear around that doing that kind of stuff fears around money. Mm -hmm. But we also have another four here. So we've got two fours of manifestation fours represent a foundation. So the foundation is coming through the silence, the intuition, and the ability to be, you know, centered with yourself. And then we've got the four of wands. Now, generally, the four of wands is a marriage card. This is the four is the two wands on either side, which is a a twin image in many cases. You can see that in the distance, the, the vista in the distance. And so this is a really beautiful energy of wands. Wands is a spiritual energy. Wands is fire and divine. And so there is a lot of divine energy coming through, a lot of solutions. I do want to say that I'm definitely picking up on a lot of twin energy. Hmm. I do feel like, you know, just the basic components of that unification with the self is going to bring a lot of people into union with their twin. Not everybody's so, a twin. Yeah, please go ahead.
1: Sorry, sorry. It's so interesting you said that because I saw, I'm sitting out looking at the ocean. Hmm. One morning I woke up, the sun had barely rose. And the sky was pink. And I look out on the ocean and there are two swans swimming together. They'd swum directly in front of me and then turned around and flew off. And I've never seen swans out here. And then the next, a few days later, I was sitting here again and two bald eagles flew not 10 feet in front of my window. So I just really resonate when you say that twin energy is strong. I I feel it as well.
0: I just have full-body chills when you were telling that story. Swans and eagles are both monogamous pairings. Oh, really? birds. Yes. And swans is actually a a signature of twin energy.
1: Holy smokes.
0: I've spent a lot of time in the twin arena, let's say. Um, Just a belief (laughs) around that. And swans are a a visual of of twin energy because they're pairs. Eagles as well. Right? Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, that's... And so that, that message was just for you.
1: It felt like it. And I, I tried not to... I tried not... To, um, it's like, this is not all for you, Katie. Don't make it about yourself, but... <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> I know. I, I looked out the window, and it literally was... I was looking through the trees, and they were perfectly framed in the center of those trees, which could only possibly be, from my viewpoint because I'm, there's no one else around here. And they danced in the middle of this frame for 10 minutes. And then when they were done, it's not like they continued to the direction they were going. They got out of that frame. And as soon as they were out of the frame, they flew off together into the sunrise. And I was like, this is too unreal. I've just, it, it was so unreal.
0: So I'm glad that you brought that up because that is where you need to be focusing, not you specifically, but anybody that's listening. Synchronicity works like this. Synchronicity is an outward expression of your intuition. It's an outward expression of your alignment. So when you see synchronistic numbers or events like that, that is a nod from the universe that says you are coming into a deeper alignment with yourself. Those messages are for you. When you really think about the timing that has to occur in order for you to see that in that moment, and it's just yeah. for you, nobody else may see that except you. That message is for you. So some of the work that you could definitely do, you know, this year is trusting. That's that's the energy that we were talking about is trusting the inner guidance, because that's just an outward expression of your own inner guidance.
1: Wow. That's so cool. I'm so glad I brought that up. And me too. That's yeah.
0: Another air energy, we've got eight of wands. Now this is this is also a fire energy, but the wands and the eight energy, this is an energy of communication. I do feel like this is breakthrough energy. This is aha, this is insight, this is shifting. This is that sort of energy that you were in last week mm-hmm. when you just shifted and the new perspective came in. So this is communication with your higher self. This is communication, receiving messages and guidance, the picture of the eagles, the pictures of the swans. (laughs) Okay, that's communication. You want to see that stuff as communication. This is why people that have awakening experiences start seeing synchronistic numbers and repeating numbers and they'll see their birthday or they'll see a certain personal, they'll see a certain message. It's random and it's based on their own experience. And it continues to repeat because it wants you to pay attention. What does that mean? So don't get too caught up in what the numbers mean, but the fact that you're seeing it. Right. It's the fact that you're seeing it, whether you're seeing it in a license plate or you're seeing it on TV or whatever that is, in that moment, that is a sacred moment of holy divine integration and alignment. So treat it as such. Some of the problem that we have is that we don't validate ourselves. Right. We don't validate these experiences. When you validate an experience like that and you let it land, it increases you. It increases your ability. It's almost like claiming it, right? Like it's happening. You have the choice to either claim it or not. If you claim it, you empower yourself through that. Then you continue to have more visitations of those kinds of experiences to say, yes, you're on the right track. Keep going in this direction. They're divine for a reason.
1: Oof. Bring it on, 2021.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay love princess of pentacles this another swan image look at that
1: oh yeah oh no way these cards are gorgeous by the way Aren't they like, beautiful? i think definitely will get this the pictures this is up, star yeah.
0: tarot by kathy mcclelland okay i can send you some information she is on instagram she's a beautiful artist but i love these cards they're my favorite mm-hmm. now um so princess of pentacles is an initiation energy it's also an energy of manifestation so I do feel like there is a manifestation here, perhaps of twin energy, but pentacles is earth energy. So this is a manifestation of your dreams and desires. And this is definitely going to be connected to this choice. Again, I can't stress this enough. Your choices are empowered. Don't be afraid to make choices, even if you're not sure which one is the best one. When you when you boil your choices down to two and you're, you're noticing that you're in that oscillation of indecision, just make one decision, choose one, because it's in that in that choice that you get movement. And this is what Gemini and Libra energy wants. It wants movement. Energy is very fast moving. And when we don't make decisions, we get stuck mentally. So in order to bring in the manifestation of your desires, you've got to make that decision. That's going to be one of the most important things. And we also have paired with it a knight of swords. So these are pairs in the sense. They're in different suits, but they're both initiating energies. This is another energy of thought and idea, innovation, messages coming towards you. It's a connection to the intellectual inspiration, ideas, all of that kind of energy. Solution, communication is definitely going to be key. This can also represent messages coming towards you. People initiating contact. Okay. And it could be connected to this relationship, this love relationship that's coming together. I noticed that we have, you know, the masculine and the feminine represented here. It isn't so much a gender thing, but the bringing the polarity together. That's one thing that I want to say. I was going to say it earlier, but that theme is going to be very strong as well. We carry both masculine and feminine energy within us, one of the definite things of awakening and becoming integrated is learning how to use that energy effectively. What is the healthy expression of it? What is a disempowered expression of it? Understanding it. A lot of people talk about this. There's a lot of people out there on Instagram. I know the holistic psychologist talks about it. Jake Woodward talks about it. There's a lot of resources out there for that. You want to learn how to balance your energy because I find that a lot of women are imbalanced in their masculine energy. They're mm-hmm. completely upside down. They're not assertive. They don't set boundaries. They're not honoring themselves, but yet they also will go out in the world and they'll be successful and they'll create and they're doing, doing, going, going, going. So they're using their masculine energy in that way. But if you're not setting boundaries, if you're not honoring yourself, that that is a misuse of your masculine energy. And so a lot of Feminine energy or people that present as feminine um, can be in relationship and yet be in struggles with a masculine counterpart. Let's say these people are heterosexual. I'm using that reference. Um, The masculine energy isn't interested in masculine energy, you know? right? I mean, even 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 someone who's oriented um, in a gay lifestyle, there's still going to be expressions of feminine energy within those components. You want to really understand how to balance and how you're using your own feminine energy and also your masculine energy. That's also going to be part of the harmonization process. I know that's been a theme in the in the field for a long time, but I did want to mention that.
1: Yeah, I noticed that too when you pulled those two cards. I was like, oh, it's the it's both. It's the masculine and the feminine yes, energies coming definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the crown card is the two of pentacles. This, of course, is the energy of change. This is the manifestation bringing the polarity, the opposites together, creating changes. It's going to be a big year of change. I want to pull a couple of cards for that, though.
1: Good reading. Yeah, this is, I feel like a, a little part of me is feeling like this reading is, It's. I mean, it's really resonating with me at <laughs> like so many levels. It's quite incredible. Well,
0: I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I'll just say this out loud. You know, if you were a twin, I think that we're going to find a lot of us are. It's going to surprise us, Um, Mm -hmm. especially people that have spiritual leanings and have been on this trajectory for a while. And even if you haven't, um, the reason why twin flames is even in our consciousness is because it's a representation. It's a, a symbol of what's actually happening. We're coming together and of course the anchor there is that you've got to unify with the self first um generally as a rule
1: i really feel that i feel like especially this year it was the call to really step into the self in and in full acceptance and like you say that full self love even though it's a word that we hear a lot it really is like the it is so important it's the thing
0: Yes. And so those of you listening, I hope you don't mind if I plug my free course. Do you mind? Please do. So I have a free self-love course. You can find that on the link in my bio in on my Oracle of Your Soul page. Um, It's free to you. I take you through how I healed through self-love. It may resonate, it may not, but it is there for you if anybody wants to access that.
1: I'll put a direct link in the show notes too so people can get Thank taken right you. there yeah
0: so i got some clarity cards for this two of pentacles and of course we've got the queen of cups okay i feel like this is really uh relating to your audience the people that are listening to this message at the moment you know the queen of cups is definitely a higher expression of that princess energy that initiating energy this is you know the energy of being sovereign in the heart right this is the um, emotional um Royalty, being able to be the master of your heart and be the queen of your own heart and being unafraid to share that energy. I love the Queen of Cups. And then we've got a Leo energy, which, of course, we've talked a lot about Leo and and the energies of self expression and Leo and Aquarius today. And then we've got the 11 Justice, definitely twin energy again. Look at that 11 Justice. I feel like there's karmic connections that are coming forward. And I keep getting this message over and over. It's really remarkable. That's crazy, yeah, I've got one shaman card I want to pull, and then we can be we can close.
1: We're getting the full treatment here today, the you full are. <laughs> I
0: love it. I appreciate so you so much inviting me to do this
1: oh i'm I'm I honestly am just grateful that I can message you and be like, "Hey, Lynette.
0: <laughs> well, you and I were always meant to work together, so
1: yeah,
0: ah. Look at that.
1: Oh, no way. Oh, man.
0: It's the eagle card. I've never never pulled this card. Let's see what it has to say. This feels really divine. It's crazy. So, yes, this is the eagle. I'm going to read just a couple of paragraphs here for you. Sure. Eagle comes from the east, the place of the rising sun of new beginnings. She soars high in the sky, sees the smallest detail with clarity, without losing track of the bigger picture, and nests in the high mountaintops. For Eagle, there is no obstacle, only opportunities. She calls you to ascend, to acquire perspective so you can fly wing to wing with great spirit. Have you become trapped in your daily routine and feel you do not know where to go and what to do next? Have you lost your sense of purpose? Eagle invites you to take a deep breath and spread your wings. When was the last time you opened them? Eagle reminds you that your spirit was born to soar to the heavens as you contemplate choices, ask yourself, do I want to live in a chicken coop, sheltered from life, counting the regular feelings, or do I want to soar like an eagle? If the answer is the latter, then you must accept the eagle's invitation and embrace the courage that will help you choose freedom. That made me emotional.
1: <sighs> yeah, that is truly.
0: I barely got through that. It made me cry. Uh, oh, really? How come? I, You know, that happens when I I'm right on point. It's just something that I do. I'm so empathic that when the energy comes in, it just makes me oh,
1: scary. That's yeah. so, I'm I'm truly mind blown. That's so beautiful. Yeah,
0: that was a great reading. Wow. Especially for all of you today. So blessings to all of you. Have courage. And, yeah. you know, that message to me really kind of spoke to that decision, right? Mm-hmm. That first card we pulled because... It spoke about that in, you know, this is why I love these cards so much because they always put a fine point on it. Your power is in the decision. You've got this whole next year to make decisions, okay? That is going to be the key and you're going to be making decisions from your core and from that centered sense of self. So self-love, get right in your head, right? Give yourself permission to live authentically, no matter what other people think about it. Because that's also the energy of Aquarius. Aquarians don't care what people think. They don't. They're doing their thing. They want to be part of the group. That's fine. They're not interested in being a leader or a follower. They're sovereign in their energy. They want to be part of a solution. But codependency is a thing of the past. And I think we're going to continue to see that theme over and over and over. And so that means more empowerment into your own decisions and not being swayed by other outsiding or circumstance
1: that's ugh. this has been so good i am just blown away which i'm also not blown away that i'm blown away (laughs) um i want to close out with some closing questions and uh before we do that though like you said where where can we find you and you said you have the self-love course coming up and everything well
0: my self-love course is already there so you can access that free in the link in my bio you can find me at oracle of your soul I am staying on Instagram. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be producing other and posting on other platforms. You can see some of my information because I'm going to be putting a lot of my live videos on my YouTube channel, which is One Love. You can also access that through the link in my bio. I'm also going to be doing um, tarot readings by sign. I'm going to start incorporating that on that channel as well, so you can find cool. me there. Oracle of Your Soul Life is my website. Um, Lots of ways to get a hold of me. So.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I highly encourage, highly encourage everybody listening. Okay. So, first of the six closing questions. Okay. How have you changed in this last year?
0: <sighs> my anxiety has I've healed my anxiety. That's probably the biggest thing. Honestly for me, Dropping into the core of who I am and really trusting that has healed my experience of anxiety. And that was such a presence in my life for 56 years. Wow. It's made a huge difference. It's made a huge difference in the way that I navigate my life. It's made a huge difference in the money that I make, the people that are finding me. It is the difference. So that is the thing that I'm noticing the most that's been the most empowered
1: shift for me. That's beautiful. And that's such a gift, too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited for what's coming for you, truly. Thank you. Um, what is something currently challenging for you?
0: Hmm. Um, oh, I can tell you. Uh, I'm missing Oregon really bad. That is a huge challenge for me. Um, I yeah. was really guided away from it, but I'm horribly homesick. I'm not in a space where I'm trying to figure it out. Um but I am challenged with that because it was it was this choice I had to make. I had to make a choice to really follow the intuition that was coming through or to stay in a place. And I don't even really know for sure why I was guided away from it, but I trusted it. I had huge anxiety and restlessness before that shift came in. And I also was living like around a lot of people and I live in a little house now by myself. And I'm feeling like the more sensitive we are, the more attunement we are to our own sensitivity and empathic, we might need to be alone for a little while. And being alone has been really supportive to me um, just to really drop down into the core of me so that I'm not influenced by other people. Cause I do so much work with people already. Yeah. So I miss Oregon really bad though
1: yeah i can
0: yeah like when you said oh i can see the ocean from my window i was like what
1: (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) and that but i love how you speak so candidly about how you followed your intuition and you're you're just where you're supposed to be though in a sense because it it had to be that way and and it's it will continue to unfold and there's a reason for it and i just love how you sit with that because we we have challenges, and sometimes you just need to try. You're trusting is what you're doing, and being honest with yourself about how you feel, and it's all you can do.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, it 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 brought in. It, it was just part of the shift that, to allow me to trust that. And I, you know, I recognize that it's always there. It's always going to be there. You know, it's yeah. not it's not missing from me. It's there, and I have a trip planned for the spring sol the spring equinox. I'm going back. Because I'm defiant and I'm like, I have to go back. So, um, yeah, but I had to honor it as well. And so I've had to really work with that a little bit because I do. I miss it. I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm totally okay. It's just more of a human thing that I'm like, oh, yeah, I miss being on the beach every day. Yeah.
1: I hear you. Yeah. Um, What are you excited about?
0: You know, I am excited about a potential of a new relationship, to be honest with you. Um, I'm personally receiving a lot of messages and guidance that there's a relationship coming towards me. Um, so I'm excited about that because it's I've been single a long time <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's a place that I haven't had much success with, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to get another opportunity to try again i've you know as an older person, I've been challenged a lot just by my changing body and my age, and um so I'm excited about the potential of a new relationship and how that can deepen enrich and enrich and enrich my life in ways that I haven't maybe been able to access before.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. I feel that for you too. I don't know why, but when we when you were talking today, I was like, "There's something coming yeah. coming her way." I could just feel it. I don't
0: see it yet, but we'll s I feel it. You know, I yeah. I feel it, and I keep getting messages about it. So
1: yeah, yeah. Then we just have to let go be in the now yeah (laughs) just pay attention Um, pay attention what is a book or books or are you even reading any books right now um, that you think might help people or one that kind of sticks out in your mind
0: um yes there are several I really it's interesting I really love Barbara Marciniak's books I don't know if I'm saying that right there's a book called earth that she wrote, which is kind of life changing. And it really explains the purpose of humans on the planet and what we're all doing here. And it can be life changing. Mm -hmm. Um, anything by Matt Kahn is good. He's my self-love teacher. Uh, he has videos on YouTube that are free. They're extremely supportive. Um, even if my self-love doesn't resonate or in addition to, you can definitely tune into Matt Kahn. His work changed my life
1: well yeah he's he's something special, but that's for sure yes, um you've answered both of these questions before these final two, but I like to always ask them again because sometimes they change, sure. if you were sitting across the table from your twenty year old self and you could tell her one thing, what would you say <laughs>
0: <laughs> love yourself, figure that out, you know, mm. figure out the uh boy, that was. You know, self-love was the thing that healed me. I'm just going to say it. I didn't really attend or seek out other healers. Self-love was the thing that healed me of a lot of trauma and um, distortion and pain. And it's my go-to. And so 20 years old, I was such a different person. I was so insecure and I was so, you know, if I could love myself and just give myself a hug, I think that would be the first thing I would do. Because I had a pretty traumatic infancy, and I had to be really gentle in my self-love practice to just understand that I hadn't really had an experience as a human that wasn't that didn't involve trauma. Wow. Yeah. So even at 20, I was very lost and very insecure and, and had a lot of trauma I couldn't identify. So I would teach myself how to love myself
1: effectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty solid. Oh uh, yeah, I feel that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my focus for a second. It's okay. Um, final question. Yes. What is your rebel cause? Meaning, why is it that you do what you do?
0: Ooh, <laughs> big chills. Um, because everybody's worth it, and I know how painful it is to drift in life without having a purpose or a direction or answers. I was 50 before I came into a deeper understanding of myself. I didn't really start my process until then. And it was a great source of pain in my life. So I teach people and I work with people to help them pinpoint what their purpose is and how they can access it and how they can understand their own energy. And I'm looking forward to bringing that into a bigger arena and to expand what it is that I do. But it's radical because you know, I'm kind of a truther. (laughs) Um, and so because my, I'm an Oracle and that's part of my signature, um, I'm on a leading edge because I feel like my expansion is about not only bringing the information in, but being, um, embodiment of that, you know, and, um, being a way shower for other people on whatever level that I can be, because I've experienced so much empowerment for myself that I want that for everyone because it's how we're moving forward. So I'm a truth teller and not everybody has to understand or resonate, but I'm here for the people that can hear it. So that's always going to be my bigger, my bigger answer.
1: That's beautiful. Perfect. We will end it there. Thank you so much for coming on. As always, it was a, a true pleasure.
0: You're welcome. I love you.
1: I love you too. <laughs> hey, it's me. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Real Rebel Podcast. As I mentioned at the top of the show, everything that we talked about links to everything, including Lynette's free self-love course, as well as images of the cards that she pulled. And even if you want a link to the deck that she used, if you want to buy that, All of it can be found over at realrubblepodcast.com in the show notes for Lynette's episode. And in other news, if you love the RRP and you want to continue to see it produced and to grow and to flourish, it would mean the world to me if you would check out my brand new Patreon page over at patreon.com forward slash real rebel podcast. And basically what it is, is you sign up in support of the podcast and every single month you get a few extras exclusive to Patreon members. And there are a few different tiers. There's a $5 and a $10 tier I wanted to keep it simple and basically if you love the show and you want to see it grow like I said it would mean the world to me if you would want to head on over there very awkward in the way that I asked for that clearly I'm not a great salesperson but <laughs> I do love making this podcast and I would love to continue to do it and your support would mean the world Music for the intro and outro of this episode is called Deep Blue by Dusty Marshall, which you can find a link to in the show notes at realrebelpodcast.com. Okay, until next time.